grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. special day because in the church year this is Pentecost as we celebrate especially in Acts 2 hearing of the Holy Spirit coming with a special outpouring upon the disciples with the tongues of fire and their ability to speak in other languages that they didn't learn so that they could spread God's word and the message of Jesus name uh, to the ends of the earth and starting in Jerusalem our first lesson for this Pentecost Sunday is found recorded in the book of Genesis, chapter 11, beginning at the first verse. The whole earth had one language and a single vocabulary. The people traveled in the east. They found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they settled there. They said to one another, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used mud brick instead of stone for building material, and they used tar for mortar. They said, come, let's build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top reaches to the sky, and let's make a name for ourselves so that we will not be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, if this is the first thing they are doing as one people who all have one language, then nothing they intend to do will be too difficult for them. Come, let's go down there and confuse their language so that they cannot understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. It was named Babel because there, the people confused the language of the whole earth. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. This is the Pentecost account. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the rushing of a violent wind came from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw divided tongues that were like fire resting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, since the, Holy, since the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak fluently. Now there were godly Jewish men from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When this sound was heard, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were completely baffled and said to each other, Look, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them speaking in his own language, native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia and of Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, 
We hear them declaring in our own languages the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and perplexed. They kept saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocked them and said, they are full of new wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and spoke loudly and clearly to them. Men of Judea and all you residents of Jerusalem, understand this and listen closely to my words. These men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. On the contrary, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what God says will happen in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the skies above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a rising cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And this will happen. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is taken from John chapter 15, beginning at the 26th verse. When the counselor comes, these are the words of Jesus, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me, and you also are going to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. This is the Gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, chapter 11, Beginning at verse 1, I'd like to read these beautiful words once again. The whole earth had one language and a single vocabulary. As people traveled in the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they settled there. They said to one another, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used mud brick instead of stone for building material, and they used tar for mortar. They said, come, let's build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top reaches to the sky, and let's make a name for ourselves so that we will not be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, if this is the first thing they are doing as one people who, have, who all have one language, then nothing they intend to do will be too difficult for them. Come, let's go down there and confuse their language so that they cannot understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. It was named Babel because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as I said earlier, Acts chapter 2 is the text for Pentecost. And I remember one time going on vacation, and it was right at Pentecost Sunday. 
So one of the elders had volunteered to do the service, and, and after I came back, I asked one of our members, uh, one of our prominent members who is now with the Lord, and asked, well, how did he do? Well, he did quite well, and glad he uh, did the service, so pastor, you could take a vacation. But I do have to say, when it came to all those names for the languages, uh, he kind of struggled with that. In other words, a nice way of saying, he kind of bombed them. And I can relate, because when you get all those names, uh, I've learned over the years, well, try to say them fast, and whatever you do, don't stop, because then everybody will know you're struggling with the name. And especially if you're doing Old Testament names, which seem to be even more difficult. Oh, I remember during my vicar year, my on-the-job training year, we had uh, three members who um, had uh, who were who were deaf, hearing impaired, and we actually had a signer for the service. And I was preaching uh, that particular Sunday, and when I came to read this passage from Acts chapter two, I started going through the names, and once again, remember, say them fast, don't stumble, you know, don't. Don't stall. And I can still picture the lady who was trying to spell out all the names. And then finally she threw up her hands and pointed to the sheet and told the hearers to just read it. I apologized to her and she was so kind. And she says, don't worry, this, that happens all the time. Pastors don't always think that I'm there. And uh, well, then I felt even more bad. So, but in a nutshell, why all these different languages? There's supposedly, on the face of the earth, over 5,000 different languages. Wouldn't your first impression be that this is human ingenuity? That this is human understanding and accomplishment? The greatness of mankind to have all these different languages that people are speaking? Yes, you would be tempted to think that. But it's actually furthest from the truth. The reason for all the different languages is not human ingenuity. It's actually because of man's sin, because of mankind's evil, because of people's unbelief. It's been about a hundred years since Noah departed from the ark and all the animals with him and his family too. And when they left the ark, the Lord gave two powerful statements. One is a command. He told them to go and multiply and spread over the earth. And second was actually an observation. He would say that every inclination, every leaning, every thought of man is actually evil and wicked from childhood. So the people spread out, and we find that they're heading in the east. And they end up going down into the area, which is actually very fertile, excellent for farming. It's, it's actually the land that's between, on the south end, uh, the land between the Tigris and Euphrates. They come to this area, and, and here it's called the Valley of Shinar, 
and they come to this area, and it is decided by the people that here is where they're going to stay. They've decided that they're not going to spread out anymore. This was a good place, and they were not going to move. Yes, it was God's holy command that they would spread out, but no. They were going to stay put, and in order to stay put, they would build a city. And then they would build a tower so that they could even be seen from afar. Everybody would know where they were. And of course, their sin was not just breaking the command of God by not spreading out over the face of the earth, but their sin was much more. For they were going to build this city. They were going to build this tower, which was going to be a skyscraper. They were going to reach up to the heavens, and they were going to do it in their name. So instead of singing glory to God in the highest, they were going to sing instead glory to me, glory to mankind, glory to us in the highest. And therefore, their sin was blatant unbelief. Oh, yes, they were going to praise themselves with a great monument for all to see. They were going to build a city for all to come to because they were great. This is humanism in a nutshell. Humanism being that man is God, that you are God. This is your body, and you can do with it what you want. It's your decision. What about me? What's in it for me? Look at me. That is what they were focused on. God wasn't even in the picture at all. And by the way, they were committed to this humanism. Look at the materials that they were using. They weren't going to use stone. They weren't going to use the customary mud. No, they were going to use instead tar for mortar. They were going to use instead baked bricks, not sun-dried, baked bricks that can be as hard as a rock. But what's great about the brick is the brick you can make into a perfect rectangle, which means that when you're building it and using it for building, you can have actually a plumb wall and a perfect level wall. They were using materials that could reach quite high. These were not cavemen-like people who, who were wearing scantily dressed clothes with long hair because there was no such thing as a barber. Uh, these were not people who were out fighting dinosaurs with spears. These were people who were intelligent. God gave them their intelligence. And it was God who gave them their talents and abilities. And they were going to use it for their own selfish purposes. By the way, dear friends, these sinful human beings have the same sinful nature that we have. They too inherited a sinful nature going back to Adam and Eve with the first fall into sin. And, being, and having that sinful nature that curses our human nature, it leads us to also commit sins. And what's the biggest sin out there? 
is always to go against God's holy will and replace it with our own selfishness. No matter what form selfishness takes, it is always sinful in the eyes of the Lord. This is the breaking of the very first commandment. You shall have no other gods. Man becoming a god, man declaring himself a god, man de demanding that he is a god, is first of all not true. And second of all, it robs God of his glory, who made us and gave his life to save us. Oh, my dear friends, be careful of looking at your life and thinking that the purpose of life is to build a great home, is to have a mansion here on earth, because I'm going to have a heaven here on earth. Be careful of the thinking that I'm going to live life to the fullest. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow I may be dead. So live it up now. That's not the purpose of life. Isn't it interesting that it was John the Baptist and Jesus himself that would constantly preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. God, please have mercy on me, a sinner, and grant me that believing heart to trust in your forgiveness that is mine only by the blood of Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it was the very Lord and Savior who now, we're told, sees what is going on. He stops what they're doing because they cannot stop. He corrects the wrong that they're making. This is the very Lord. This is the great I Am. But yet he also will say here, let, let us go down. So you have Lord singular, you have us plural. It wasn't because God was identifying with another pronoun. No, singular and, and plural, this is the great three in one. This is the great Trinity. Next Sunday we have Trinity Sunday where we celebrate our Lord, one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it was this very Lord, this great I Am, this great Savior God who came down and frustrated and confused their language by now introducing other languages that forced them to spread out and carry out God's holy will for them. It was the Lord who would do this. And, and it was the very Lord who, in his grace and mercy, didn't destroy them. Why didn't he send another flood? Why didn't he wipe them out and start over again? Remember, it was the Lord who said, every inclination of a man's heart is evil from childhood. And it was the Lord, by his grace and mercy, who promised that he would not destroy the earth again by water. And the proof would be the rainbow. And so when we see the rainbow in the sky, we know the Lord's not going to destroy us. He's going to keep his promise, the promise he has made to this world, and the promise he has kept, especially today and up to today. In fact, 
the whole world is going to be destroyed when he comes on his last day with the holy angels. And that will be judgment day. But that will not be by water. That will be by fire. But until then, be awed by the grace and mercy of our God. Isn't it interesting that they named this city with its now unfinished tower, Babel. Babel or Babel, meaning confused. It's actually a play on words here with the word confused. And, and, and it was God who confused them. By the way, this Babel or Babel is going to later be called Babylon. And that name we hear over and over throughout the scriptures. Today, this is in the area of modern-day Iraq and part of Iran. The grace and mercy of our God that even in his judgment, we still see his grace and mercy. Grace and mercy that's clearly undeserved. But God showered it anyway. And that is the very God who saved us. And we rejoice that he saved us purely by his grace and mercy. Now over the years I've heard people say, and I've said it myself, that what happened here at the Tower of Babel is, is really now, when we look to Pentecost, it's really overturning what happened here. And to a certain extent, you could argue that that's not completely true, that Pentecost is not undoing the Tower of Babel with the many languages because you had one language that became many, and Pentecost wasn't many languages that now became one language because we still have many languages today. But this is where the different languages came by. And what Pentecost points to is the fact that Jesus is the one who baptizes and sent the Holy Spirit. As John the Baptist pointed out, he's not even worthy to untie his sandals. He baptized with water, but one more powerful than I will come, he'll baptize with the Holy Spirit. And Pentecost pointed to the fact that Jesus is the one, that he is the Savior. But more than that, with the sending of the Holy Spirit, and the command of our Savior to not just simply spread out over the face of the earth, but now the holy command to go and make disciples, to go be his witnesses, to proclaim his holy name to the ends of the earth. Isn't it a pure joy and pure grace that the Holy Spirit comes and blesses the disciples with the needed gifts so that they could proclaim God's word quickly? And they did. The very Holy Spirit that grants us gifts. And each and every one of us have at least one gift. In fact, we have many more. And those gifts can even be used to complement one another as we use those gifts together. But what is the purpose of our gifts? To praise ourselves? To, to set up a city for ourselves? To build a tower that reaches to the heavens where everyone can say, glory be to me in the highest? No. That is sinful. But God granted us talents and abilities to be used to his glory. 
and according to his holy will. Coming to faith in Christ Jesus, knowing what our Savior has done for us, what a privilege and joy it is to use those talents and to proclaim his holy name. And notice that the Holy Spirit blessed them with talents, not to be used later, but to be used now. Don't waste the gifts that God has given you. Use them. Look for the opportunity that God blesses you with to share his holy name, to simply put a smile on your face and let the love of Christ burn in your heart and in your lives. But above all, God bless your ministry as you and I join together in sharing that holy name, starting in Jerusalem for us starting in our own homes, and yes, going to the ends of the earth. The Tower of Babel, in our hearts and minds, is a monument. It's an abandoned skyscraper. It testifies that unbelief loves to reach to the skies, but it will fail. It always does. But trust in the God of heaven that always succeeds. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.